Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Well, are you ready for a transition? Well, ready or not, here it is. Jesus has been walking among the multitudes, performing wonders and signs. He has been teaching and answering questions and challenges to his teaching, his identity, and his authority. Today on Drawing Near, as he journeys toward Jerusalem with his disciples, he begins sharing information and teaching in preparation for his departure. Jesus is journeying toward the cross. Well, let's take our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 17, and look at the kingdom of God. And as we prepare for today's study, let's go to our Father in prayer. And our Heavenly Father, as we come before you today in recognition of this place that we have come in our study, a place where Jesus is certainly turning his face toward the cross, preparing his disciples for what's to come, I pray, Father, that you would give us a sense of holiness, reverence for this moment, not just this moment as we study this passage, but this moment in the life of Christ. Help us, Father, to understand that what follows is in the context of Jesus looking toward the cross, and help that to impact our lives. Guide us in our study. Help us as we seek to learn and to grow and to follow. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Luke chapter 17, verses 20 and 21, we read these words. Now when he, Jesus, was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Whenever we study the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, there's a tendency for us to read from chapter 1 to the end of the book and think that everything within the book is in chronological order, but that's not necessarily the case. Mark, Matthew, Luke, the Synoptic Gospels, contain much of the exact same information, stories, and teachings. Yet, some of the things are not in the same order in one Gospel as they are in another. We need to understand when Luke says something like in verse 20, now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, as he says that, he's not necessarily meaning this is happening immediately following the events that have just taken place. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. He is traveling through Galilee and Samaria, heading to Jerusalem and the cross. Many of the things that we're looking at are going to happen while he's on that journey. But when Luke says something like, now when he was asked by the Pharisees, he's not necessarily saying, while he was going to Jerusalem, the Pharisees asked him this question. We don't have to assume the Pharisees are traveling with Jesus from Galilee down to Jerusalem. Now they might be. But the language doesn't say that. We need to take that into consideration because what's getting ready to follow this passage is in chronological order, does happen during this time of Jesus's ministry as he prepares for the cross. I don't say that for any other reason than to just help us to understand the context of what we're talking about. I believe these two verses are here because they coincide with what is going to follow in our next study and the studies to follow, namely the kingdom of God. The Jews had strong feelings about what the kingdom of God was. 
what it looked like. They believed the kingdom of God was going to come when the heir to the throne of David, the Messiah, would come and set up an earthly kingdom in Jerusalem, in Israel, and then they would rule and reign on the earth forever. That's what they thought the kingdom of God was going to be. The Messiah was going to come, deliver Israel from all of its oppression, establish a kingdom, and then Israel was going to be what God wanted them to be forever. So when the Pharisees asked when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus answered and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there. The kingdom of God is not going to come with a physical throne, with an overthrow of the Roman Empire. It's not going to come through any military activity, or it's not going to come through any zealous rebellion. That's not the kingdom of God and how it's going to come. That had to be an eye-opener and a shock to the Pharisees and the people who were listening. That's not what they expected. Even Jesus' disciples expected the kingdom of God to come in the way the Pharisees anticipated, with observation or the kingdom you could see, see here or see there. That's why the mother of James and John was so bold in asking Jesus that when he comes into his kingdom, could her son sit on his right and left? Because she thought he was going to be on a physical throne in Jerusalem, and she wanted her sons to be at his right hand and left hand. And the disciples argued over these kinds of things. Who would be greatest in the kingdom of God? Who would be greatest on the earthly kingdom? Who would be greatest in this earthly kingdom? And Jesus tried to correct them. Notice what Jesus says at the end of verse 21. He says, For indeed, or in fact, the kingdom of God is within you. Now he's talking to the Pharisees, but he's not saying the kingdom of God is in the Pharisees because the Pharisees, by and large, were unbelieving. What he's saying is, the kingdom of God is within a person, is within his followers. The kingdom of God is primarily a spiritual kingdom. Now, in the Bible, we have the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of Christ, or the kingdom of heaven, and many people want to make these different things. They want to distinguish between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. And they do that because they have theological beliefs that require there's a kingdom of God, which is an earthly kingdom or a millennial kingdom or or some other kingdom for the Jews only or whatever. And then there's the kingdom of heaven that we all participate in or those kinds of theological thoughts. I believe with all of my heart, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven are the same thing. I don't want to go into why I believe that. I just believe they're two different ways of saying the same thing. The Pharisees were asking about the kingdom of God, so Jesus addresses the kingdom of God. Sometimes when Jesus teaches, he says the kingdom of heaven. He uses different terminology, but he's referring to the same thing. This kingdom of God comes when we trust Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit comes into our hearts. God writes his word on our heart. He works within us. He establishes his throne on our heart. It's the same thing as not being circumcised in the flesh, but rather being circumcised in the heart. The heart or the inside of us is what is real and eternal, and that is part of the kingdom, the everlasting kingdom of God. Think about that for just a moment. When we trust Jesus Christ as our Savior and our Lord, we are then written into heaven. Our names are written into the book of life, and we are already as good as in heaven. At that moment we are saved, we are eternal. We will get an immortal body. 
we will get an incorruptible body, but that which is within us, using Jesus's words, is already eternal. That will not die. This body will die, but the spirit goes on. And it's that spirit that is a citizen, a member of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is trying to emphasize with his answer that the kingdom of God begins within. Now, it's going to ultimately come in a tangible way where resurrected physical slash spiritual beings, us in eternity, are going to be a part of this kingdom. But it's not here yet. And Jesus doesn't say, for indeed the kingdom of heaven will be within you. He says, for indeed the kingdom of God is already within you, is currently within you, you who believe, you who are members of that kingdom. Isn't that something? Isn't that amazing? Now, this transition that I've spoke of in the introduction, this transition is a part of Jesus talking about end times, things that are going to come. And he begins doing that in the next passage. So as we anticipate that, make this transition in your mind that Jesus is heading toward the cross and he's talking about things that are important as he prepares his disciples for leaving this earth and leaving them as apostles sometime after his ascension into heaven. Father in heaven, help us to understand these things. I pray, Lord, that you'll make sense of what I'm trying to share, that we will understand that we who have trusted Christ are already citizens of your heavenly kingdom. Even though we're flesh and blood and on the earth, your kingdom has come within our heart. We are even to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we are part of that kingdom and we thank you for that. And Father, help us to live today as ambassadors to the lost, as missionaries in this world, citizens of your heavenly kingdom, reaching out to others and encouraging them, inviting them to be citizens of that kingdom with us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.